Welcome to the Natural Health Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Smith, Certified Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner. I'm here to deliver you weekly episodes where you will hear conversations with health experts and solo episodes about functional medicine and all things holistic health. My goal is to provide you with the knowledge and tools you need in order to help you rise to your healthiest, happiest self. So today I have Suzanne Monroe with me, and Suzanne is the founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals, the director of the IAWP's Holistic Wellness Coach Certification and Training Program, and an author. She aims to help people reawaken their purpose and find a career they love, as well as live a healthy and happy lifestyle. Last year alone, she helped reach 11.5 million people with the message of holistic wellness and living a life you love. She's also the author of Live Well, Dream Big, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming Your Best Self and Living Life on Your Own Terms. And she's the podcast host of Live Well, Dream Big. Welcome, Suzanne. Hey, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. This This is great to be here with you and really excited about what you're up to in the world. Yeah. I always love to start off with kind of diving into people's stories. And I know you have a really special one with how you went from corporate America to doing what you're doing today. So do you want to go ahead and share that? Sure. I'd love to. I always think about my story. I'm like, okay, where exactly to start? And I can't help myself. I got to start back from, you know, when I was a little girl. And I think so many of us have our stories starting from like childhood and it influences, you know, what we end up doing. And for me at that time, I was always wondering, you know, what am I going to be when I grow up? And of course, that's just a common question that, you know, kids get asked and some kids land on an answer. I never really knew the answer. So I spent, you know, a good part of my younger years and even going into my early adult life saying, okay, what am I going to be when I grow up? But the thing was, because I didn't know, all I saw in front of me was really a formula that my parents followed. And my parents, like many people of that generation, you know, they worked really hard to be the first of their generation to go to college and get a good job. And the formula was really that, you know, you go to school, you go to a school, you get good grades and you go on and you get a good job and that's it. That's success. You stay in that position, maybe even for life. And so that's kind of the path I took because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Fast forward, I end up in my very first job in the corporate world. I'm working in a consulting firm in uh, Chicago in this like kind of fast paced lifestyle. And I get there in the first couple of weeks on the job, I'm noticing my coworkers are sleeping under their desks. They're like, you know, that little cubby area under the, under the desk. I'm like, okay, is this normal? And because it was my first job, I mean, I, I really didn't know. I'm like, maybe this is what people do. Um, but people literally worked around the clock and that was really what the expectation was. So I fell into suit pretty quickly there. Um, I never spent the night under my desk, but you know, I worked very long hours. I worked weekends. I had zero time for myself and I didn't know it at the time, but I was really was heading toward burnout, um, and ultimately, um, I mean, one memory I have is I was working, I had, was fl- flying internationally, doing a lot of international work. And I was um, in Argentina working on this project with a team. And it was like two in the morning and we had been working all weekend, working the previous nights and all of a sudden I'm there and I literally cannot do anymore. And I pretty much like put my head down at my desk and I, I practically almost fall asleep. And then I get up and I say to the team, I can't do this anymore. 
And it was just a moment where I realized I really couldn't do this anymore. And so I ultimately left that position. But you know what? I found myself in similar positions after that. And so I realized, you know what? This I could blame it on the culture of the company. I could blame it on my boss. I could blame it on a lot of a lot of people. But ultimately, no one was coming to save me. I really had to save myself. I really had to make a decision about what I wanted to do with my life. And I didn't have to live my life this way. And ultimately had kind of like a reevaluation moment. But I'll I'll pause there because that's kind of you know the the first part of the story. Okay, so. Well, what, go ahead. I mean, you can keep going. So like, how did you shift into what you're doing now? Well, I mentioned the reevaluation moment and, you know, I think a lot of people have these reevaluation moments. They're kind of like these light bulb moments, right? Where something happens in your life and it kind of causes you to hit pause or to stop for a minute and you either kind of muscle your way through it or you step back and say, okay, what's really going on here? And for me, it was kind of a couple of different things going on. But at the time, my husband at the time had, we had just gotten back from our honeymoon and we found out that he was diagnosed with an incurable illness. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we are just post honeymoon and the rest of our life is going to be going downhill from here. At least that's the message that we were told. There was really nothing you could do about it here. Maybe take a pill with a bunch of side effects. It probably won't help. And there's nothing you can really do. So at that moment, while I was really still suffering from career burnout, I was also all of a sudden in this crisis and I was like, okay, what are we going to do about this? And I really became the researcher, the coach, the supporter. And I was, my mindset was, I'm going to figure this out because we weren't really given a path or a solution. And so I really dove into holistic wellness and alternative healing and went this other way. And ultimately that's kind of a whole nother story. But what happened there was that we found a different path. It's over 20 years later, he's doing great. Whatever they said was going to happen to him didn't happen. But for me, the part of the story here that was so impactful for me was that once again, you know, following the rules, you know, going the way that they say you have to go doesn't always mean it's the right way, doesn't always mean it's the way that it's going to work out, and that there's oftentimes another path if you're willing to go on it. So as I saw that happen over here with this whole wellness journey, I was like, wow, it's the same with my career too. I can carve my own path. There's another way. I don't have to follow this formula anymore of, you know, get the good grades, get the good job, and then stay put. There is another way. And that really is what kind of caused me. It was this reevaluation moment. I kind of woke up and said, okay, what am I going to do differently here? And of course, I was developing this passion for holistic wellness because of everything that happened in our lives. And, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of going through moments like this right now, too, especially we're hearing about the great resignation. You know, I think, um, you know, millions of Americans have left their jobs and um, are having, we're, we're kind of having a global reevaluation moment in a way, too, because of everything that's happened in the world. And people are really pausing and saying, okay, what do I want to do with my life? You know, I don't have to mm -hmm. suffer from burnout. I can do something else. And they're hitting pause and they're they're making new decisions. So it's exciting to see. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind me asking quickly, what was the illness your husband had? Well, you know what? Actually, I I I don't love to share that part of the story only okay. because it's I feel like it's his story to share. Right. Okay. And so I always have to try to reflect on my story where it's like, okay here's what it was, but what did I do about it? What did it really mean for me? And, and so really, yeah, for me, it was really like, okay, regardless of what it was, it was impactful for me to see 
hey, there's another way. And I know so much of what you do through your work and your podcast too is like helping people to see like there's other options and yeah. there's a path to like healing. And oftentimes people just don't realize it, right? And they they don't know about it until something happens in their life that causes them to say, okay, I've got to go a different way. Um, and that's really that's really what happened. Yeah. Did you ever experience any health problems as you were kind of going through this burnout with your career? Oh yeah. I mean, looking back, I mean, my, I never had significant like health problems that resulted in sort of like dis-ease per se, but mm -hmm. I was definitely becoming out of balance. I had extreme sugar cravings, for example. I was using caffeine and sugar to kind of keep my energy going because I had very little sleep and I had to keep performing at this job. So I was really developing some bad habits, right? Um, and so, you know, I think energy was a really big thing for me. Ultimately, though, um, I there was a time after I went through several different career burnout positions that there was one day I really I just couldn't get out of bed, and I was like, okay, what's going on here? Ultimately, later I found out that I was getting the beginning symptoms of what is called adrenal fatigue. Right, a lot of people mm -hmm. get, ultimately find this. They initially go to their doctor and they they're like, oh, nothing's wrong with you, right? And it's really like a lot of people who end up finding um, wellness and going on, like in our community, um, I have uh, one of our coaches in our community, Kim Goldham, had a very similar story. And I always mention her because our stories are similar, but I think a lot of people who are in this space are having those types of moments too. She also had a moment where she couldn't get out of bed and she was like, uh, she calls herself a performance addict, but she was just going, 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 not only in her career, but in her personal life. And she kind of had this rock bottom moment. Again, it's a wake up moment. And it's like, what are we going to do when we have those moments? Are we going to ignore them? Or are we going to say, okay, what's the greater meaning here? And what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who's in a similar place as you once were, where you're kind of in that moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm getting burnt out. I'm here trying to reflect and, and trying to take that next step. Like how can people escape from these jobs that are making them sick and, and finding something different? Yeah. I love that question. I mean, there's so many things to kind of think about there. Yeah. First of all, I feel like understanding like the difference between stress and burnout is super important, right? Because first of all, like we all experience stress. It's normal like mm -hmm. to have stress, right? But what happens is when stress goes unmanaged for too long, it can lead to burnout. So the first thing is like, if you're in a position where you're feeling stressed out and you're feeling, you know, things are starting to build, don't ignore the symptoms, hit, make your reevaluation moment happen earlier, hit that pause button and start taking care of the stress now because people think, oh, I'm stressed out today and the next day I'm fine. But what the thing about stress is that it, it kind of builds, it goes hidden underneath the surface, right? So we have to like care for our stress as it's occurring. Um, and I think that's really important for people to realize because we're living in such a fast paced society and we're just kind of like pushing forward and we don't take out that time to really care for ourselves, right? And taking care of your stress can look different for everybody. It's like, okay, what really fits fills you up? What's going to really help you? What do you need to do specifically? Everyone's in different situations, but I think it's super important to like, you know, be proactive, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But the other, the other thing is like, okay, how do you get to the root of the issue? Right. What do we do to really make a change? And, um, 
there's a lot of things that we can do. To me, it's really a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't just necessarily fix one area and think that our whole life is going to change. I'm really into the fact that I think all these things in our life are interconnected. And so if you're stressing out in your career, for example, you know, is it impacting other areas of your life? Or are there other areas of your life that are also impacting why you're starting to have stress in your career? Like too often in like a traditional path, we just look at one thing, kind of the symptom, and then we try to fix it. So if I just like try to take care of my stress every day, that's kind of that initial thing you can do, but it's not necessarily going to solve the whole picture. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And since you met, mentioned that quite a bit for stress, are there a couple ways that are your favorite that you use of how you maintain your energy and maintain low stress levels? Yeah. I mean, as I said, caring for stress, I think as it occurs is super important. Um, there's so many things you can do, of course, starting with like looking at some of the basics, like what you're doing for food. One of my favorite like stress tips is just eating endorphins. Endorphins can be anything like healthy fats or spicy foods. But the reason I love endorphins is because they actually help to lower the stress. So it's kind of just, again, something that you can do to care for yourself. But you know what? It's really about, um, I think, again, kind of getting to the root of the issue of what's going on for you. Um, And for me, I thought what was really important was not just starting to look at my wellness, but also to kind of starting to look at the stories I was telling myself the stories I was telling myself about what I believe my life was about. And part of it was you had to take that formula. You had to be the good girl, right? And the good girl is the one who's going to stay in the good job and do whatever's required, right? And so we have these things that we're carrying around with us. They're Oftentimes they're just phrases we say or kind of like badges of honor that we carry, right? You might say something like, you know, oh, I have to be the responsible one all the time, or, you know, um, I have to work hard to make money or, you know, whatever your kind of your thing is. We all have these different narratives and um, the, the, the narratives end up impacting the choices we make. They impact our behaviors and what we do. And I do think that we have to claim this responsibility about changing our stories and changing our narratives to really create what we want in life right? Because there's a quote out there. It's like, nothing changes if nothing changes. And I just love that because it's like, it's so true, right? If you don't take that accountability and you don't take that action to make the change, nothing will change, but it's so easy to stay stuck. Yeah. And I actually love that you say to change your story you're telling yourself. I, my first job out of college was also in corporate America. And I also burned out, but I was also sick with an autoimmune disease that no one could diagnose. So I was kind of going to this high stress job every day, already sick, and it was making things worse for me. And I had to get out of that. But even after that, my narrative was, oh, I have to be in a job like that. And also I have to work really hard to make money. And that was my same kind of pattern. And one day I realized I was like, oh, wait a second. I actually, there's so many people who don't have to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and we can make the same amount of money, but you just have to restructure your life and figure out what is that thing that you can do that helps you get there. So for me, you know, I, I eventually found my true purpose when I 
got better with my health. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is my passion, like turning that pain into a passion. And Mm -hmm. it lights me up every single day. So how can someone else tap into that kind of purpose, um, and figure out what, what is the shift I should make when I'm in that place of, you know, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I love that you shared your story there too, because that's sometimes that pain becomes the passion, but when you're in it, and I think that's such a key point because it's like you, I was in that pain for a long time. And at the time I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, it's just such a struggle. I can't figure out what I want to do with my life. Things seems to be falling apart. I wish I would have known then that that was actually going to lead me to my passion. I think it would have been a lot less struggle, but I love your question. And I think um, there's a couple things. One is I'm really big on what I call personal principles. So getting clear about your personal principles, I think is super powerful, like wherever you are in your life. But too often, again, we're just kind of running the rat race or doing whatever's required every day. And we're not really thinking about what's important to us. So your personal principles are basically the things that you just like deeply care about. These are the things like if everything else was going out the window, like super most important to you, right? And maybe you know them off the top of your head because you just know yourself. Or maybe you really just haven't thought about these things. They're just so far in the back of your mind and you're not really operating from your personal principles. So just as an example, a couple of my personal principles are family. Love love my family, uh, my son, my husband, you know, spending time with my family, super important. Holistic wellness, big personal principle, big part of my life, right? Um, and then another one I've been playing around with lately is sovereignty. Mm. And I've always had this personal principle of freedom, but I've kind of adapted it now to like grow even bigger to what I call sovereignty, which, you know, you, that word is kind of like, okay, what does that mean? It's like, we, there was kings and queens, they called themselves sovereigns, but basically they had like this rule over themselves. They had that freedom, that, that, um, sovereignty over themselves. And so it's really about self-sovereignty. And to me, that's about having the freedom to be able to not only make your own choices, but it's coming from a place of being able to listen to your own truth. And I think in an age when we have all these different voices out there telling us what to do, whether it's social media, you know, family, friends, all these, all these things coming at us, for me, sovereignty is a huge personal principle, but it also ties back to your question. If we can tap into our own inner truth, that is super important to help us decide, okay, what is it that I really want to do? What do I want to do next? So that's one thing that people can definitely do. Okay. Got it. The average woman puts almost 200 different chemicals on her skin daily. Our skin is our largest organ and it is very absorbent. So just about everything you put on your skin winds up in your bloodstream and your body has to deal with processing that. Now, unfortunately, the cosmetic industry and other industries for self-care products put some pretty nasty chemicals in their products that lead to hormone imbalance, a wide variety of other side effects, and eventually disease. So for a lot of my products, I like to use Beauty Counter because they have a list of over 1,800 chemicals that they will never use. And a lot of other big beauty companies are putting these in their products. So swapping out toxic beauty products like my makeup, shampoo and conditioner, and lotions for cleaner versions was a really big piece while I was healing from my autoimmune disease. I also like Beauty Counter a lot because their products are high quality. I've tried other makeup brands and self-care products that are all natural, and I do like some of them, but they just don't stay on my skin 
or look as good as beauty counter products do. So head over to beautycounter.com forward slash Rachel Smith. So that's beauty counter, B-E-A-U-T-Y-C-O-U-N-T-E-R.com forward slash Rachel Smith, R-A-C-H-E-L-S-M-I-T-H to shop with me as your consultant. So feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about their products and you can start swapping your potentially more toxic products for cleaner ones that are an amazing quality and your body is going to thank you for this. Is there an exercise that you ever give people for that? Like any, any questions that they could ask themselves? So there's the personal principles piece. I love that. What are some of the questions? Cause you're right. Some people might be like, I don't really even know, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes it's like, okay, going back in time and taking a look at like, what were some of the things that were really important to you as a young person? Like mm-hmm. oftentimes when we're young, we're like in that creative space, right? Because when these layers start to build up over time, we start to forget ourselves. So that can be, um, and you can also even imagine like, you know, if I wasn't living in this life, but I was still me, like, what would I actually care about? Like, what is most important to me? Because sometimes we're like, oh, I can't think about these things when I'm in this bubble of what my life looks like now. So I think that can be helpful, those kinds of questions. But I also think about, you know, you're talking about, okay, how do you actually figure out what you're supposed to do next? Yeah, it's important to know like what you deeply care about. But then there's this whole idea of like, okay, great. I know what I care about, but how does that actually play into, you know, what am I going to do with myself? Mm -hmm. And I think I followed a little formula back then when I was figuring this out. I didn't realize it at the time. But it's was what I kind of call now your alignment formula. It's just three different, um, three different elements to it. The first is knowing what you're passionate about. Now that might sound, okay, pretty simple, but what can you do that you could just pass hours doing that you're like, oh my gosh, all this time has gone by, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's your talents. Talents are just like, again, what are you really good at? And you might say to yourself, I actually have no idea, but what are the things that other people tell you you're really good at? It could be as simple as you're a really good listener. Like it doesn't have to be something very complex. And then the key thing here is, yeah, you got your passion, you've got your talents, but how does your story fit into it? Where your story is like this wrapper that like brings it all together. And I'll just share with you an example because people might be like, okay, how does this actually play out? For me, I was really becoming super passionate about holistic wellness in my life, given the journey that I had gone on, right? Okay, great. I have this passion. Then I was like, what are my talents? Now, this is kind of a strange talent. I always say I have many talents, <laughs> but let me just tell you this one. I have this kind of, I think is a somewhat a strange talent, but I like to create systems out of information. So it's like, I can take in all this information, like sort through it all and be like, oh, here's kind of the system. Here's what it looks like. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, how do these two fit together? Well, then I had my story, right? My story was really about carving my own path, knowing that I didn't have to go the traditional route, that I could break the rules to really create the life that I wanted to create. 
So when you combine all these elements, the the passion, the natural talents, and the story, it's really led me to what I'm doing today as the founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals, where basically we help people to create careers following their passions using these systems within holistic wellness, right? So it's like, oh, okay. I could never have told you that I would have been doing that, you know, back when I was that little girl wondering, what do I want to be when I grow up? In fact, this job wasn't invented, right? But in a way, I actually invented my own path based off of this little formula when I saw these things coming together. And of course, it didn't just show up in my mind space when I got clear on the formula. But if you start leaning into the passion and the talents in your story, I truly believe it's going to keep aligning you and it's going to keep guiding you to what you're truly meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think the story part is really important too. And like you said, I like how you said leaning into it because with something that might have been scary while you were in it or like frustrating when you were in it, maybe you don't want to resonate with that anymore. Maybe you don't want to really feel like you're in there. And even for me, I had some shame about sharing my story for a while, like telling people how I was sick and all of those things. And I realized, oh no, that's a way to actually connect with people. Then they resonate with you. They actually understand because they've gone through something similar. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that that's a super important piece is don't be scared to share your story because there's so many other people out there, no matter what kind of story it is, like someone else is going to resonate with that. Mm, I love that you said that, right? Because it's so true, but yet so many people feel the same way that you you're saying you felt, and I felt that way as well too. You think like, who cares about my story or like, why is this really going to make a difference? But I always say that your biggest wound is actually your biggest opportunity because it can be the message that you help people with. Yeah. It's so hard because it's like your own wound or your own pain, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to see that. But I think as you said, and you're just a great example of being able to do that and share that with others. Um, And, and I think it's scary for people. And I don't know what your experience was with this on the path, but it's like, it's scary to first get started and start sharing it. And people always say, well, like, do you just go out there and start doing it? And I think it's about like bite-sized steps. Like sometimes if you go cold turkey and you just, oh, you go out there, you share the story, you're super vulnerable. Like, whoa, you may not be prepared for everything that comes at you, but you can test this out. You can share like a little bit here, share a little bit there, kind of build up your comfort zone and see what it feels like right? And get some of that initial sort of feedback from a safe, a safe environment from people that you trust and just kind of testing it out. And then it's these small steps that kind of keep building and helping you to keep growing with it. Yeah. Funny story. The first time (laughs) I finally decided I was going to start sharing things. I remember recording this video of myself. It was like a long video. I sat there and I just talked for like 10 minutes and talked about my story. And then I watched it after and I was horrified. I was like, I cannot post this on social media. And I never posted that one, but eventually I did like, kind of like you said, post little bite-sized things and threw it out there. And as soon as I saw people were enjoying it, I was like, okay, it's not that bad out there, you know? Um, but yeah, very good tip. Like kind of I love ba- baby stepping into it. Yeah. I, I really try not to listen to any of my interviews or watch my videos. I just can't. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's too much, right? Because we all have this inner critic, right? And it's really there. It wants to kind of protect us, but 
it also is trying to hold us back in some way because it wants to keep us safe, right? So mm -hmm. if we know it's there, yeah, we can work with it. But um, when you feel that inspiration, like you feel inspired to do the video, you feel inspired to share it, you've got to follow those little pieces of inspiration because that's really that inner voice coming through. Um, and that's really that inspiration coming through. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have to tell you about my favorite company to order all of my pasture-raised, grass-fed meats from. It's called U.S. Wellness Meats, and their farms are committed to sustainable, humane farming practices, which actually benefit our environment, unlike conventional farming practices. So I get a lot of people telling me that they cut out meat to be healthier, but I actually recommend the complete opposite. It's not meat in general that's unhealthy. It's the type and the quality of the meat that has the power to be inflammatory or anti-inflammatory and loaded with healthy nutrients. Due to modern farming practices, conventional meats have about two to three times higher levels of inflammatory omega-6 fats and two to three times lower anti-inflammatory omega-3 fats. Now, omega-6 fats are not problematic in themselves, but the ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s in conventional meats is undesirable and actually causes inflammation. So consuming pasture-raised, grass-fed meats are actually the opposite. They have a more balanced ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s, more conjugated linoleic acid, and this makes them more anti-inflammatory in nature. My favorite thing to order from this company is actually a blend where they take 75% beef and 25% organ meats. I know it sounds crazy, but it's actually delicious. You can't taste the organ meats and you are basically taking one of nature's best vitamins because organ meats have just about every single nutrient you need to thrive. So head to the link in the show notes and go check out all of their high quality products and you can thank me later. Okay. If someone has gone through a similar health problem, health challenge journey, and they are starting to decide they want to get into holistic wellness, maybe be a holistic wellness coach. I mean, this is, you know, this is what you do. You help these people kind of get there. So what are some steps that someone could take first to get into this? Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point is like someone who starts becoming interested in holistic wellness. They're like, okay, where do I start? Like, what's the path? Right. And I find that those who are interested in this are all kind of on a similar journey. It's the journey called the live well, dream big journey. It's why my podcast is named that. It's why the book is named that because something happens first in your life, just like that happened in your life and also happened in mine. There's some sort of reevaluation moment, but it's around our health, right? And this causes us to go on the path of living well. Then we get a result from it. And we're like, wow, people need to know about this. We can't just keep this to ourselves. And that's the second part of the formula. It's like, oh, that's the dream big part. So oftentimes when people are getting started, they're kind of in the live well journey. Like they've been really working on themselves. And now they're starting to wonder, should I take this to the next level? So I think that's the first question to ask yourself. Has something happened in your life that has been so impactful that if you were to share it with others, that it could help other people? 
right? So we could be like all caught up in fear about like, okay, how can I make a career transition? What can I do? But if you believe that you have a story to share, that something has happened in your life that could help others, you actually have a responsibility to, again, lean into it because it's almost like a gift that's happened to you. And so this responsibility means that you could actually help other people, right? So I think that's really, really uh, an important first step. Um, And then there's many different routes you could go with that. There's all different types of careers. There's, you don't even have to do a career out of it. You could just share it with family and friends, right? But if you're somebody who really does want to carve your own path and you really love helping others, you you really want to help people with the wellness journey, then learning about coaching might be a really good place to start because it's a career that can bring together all these elements. It can bring together your passion. You can have various different talents. You can be whatever your talents and your skills are, you can find a way to use them through coaching because it's a very flexible career. And then ultimately it allows you to share your story and make this impact. So I love coaching. I could, we could keep talking, but I just wanted to kind of share. I think that's initial first step for someone saying like, Hey, has something happened that you think could impact others? And then, you know, are you somebody who wants to kind of carve your own path and share your own story and be able to help people in this way? Mm-hmm. Right. And then figuring out, do I want to write books? Do I want to start a supplement company or be a holistic wellness coach or whatever that piece is, is after that. So what if someone says, oh, I want to be a health coach. What would someone like, what are the wellness principles that they learn in your program and what do they, they teach other people once they're certified? Yeah. I just want to touch on, I think you said two interesting things there. One is there's so many different routes you could go. You could write a book, you could do a supplement, you could be, you know, on pot, you could do a podcast. Like you, there's yeah. so many different choices. What I love about coaching is really a doorway to all those choices. Yes. Right. Because a coach could be someone who is helping a large audience of people, or a coach who could be someone who is holding space for people sitting one-on-one. You could be developing a product or a program. So it's really a great doorway. It's a great starting point for people. And then you mentioned health coaching. And I just want to kind of draw a little line here about the difference between traditional health coaching and holistic wellness coaching. Mm. Because to me, they're very different. I've been in this field for about 16 years now, a little over that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this industry grow and change. You know, when I first got started as a coach, people didn't even know what a coach was. In fact, I'd tell them and I was a wellness coach and they'd look at me and they'd think I was some sort of like athletic coach, like related to sports. And if you know me, you would know there's nothing further from the truth because while I love movement and fitness, I have no athletic coordination whatsoever, (laughs) which is what my 11-year-old son just told me the other day when he's uh, wanting to play baseball with me and I like can't even catch the ball. So um, that's, you know, that was coaching almost 20 years ago. People really didn't know what a coach was, but the industry has grown so much and it's been so exciting to have been a part of this field as it's grown over the last 20 years. Um, And so back to what I was saying was there's health coaching, there's wellness coaching, and then holistic wellness coaching is very different. And what I like to say about holistic wellness coaching, it's really, at least what we specifically focus on, it's about kind of, it's it's about combining the best of everything we know now that we have modern day access to, you know, all the science and research that's happening now that's so exciting, but combining it with the ancient wisdom of the past. And what's happened in many different fields, in especially in wellness, 
is that we get very caught up in the data and the science, right? And all the things over here that are super important. And that's great. But sometimes we forget about what our roots. We forget about the things that actually worked in the past. And so I love this idea of having this whole holistic toolbox of bringing all these things together. And then it's about having that integrated approach. And we were kind of talking about this earlier as it related to um, like solving your career burnout is you can't just look at one area. And so a holistic approach is really about looking at all areas of your life and how they're interconnected. We have a system we call Wellness 360, and it's 12 elements across like three different dimensions of the self. And there's sort of these different layers that people go through. And the whole point here to me of holistic wellness is that it's an individual journey. It's an individual journey. And what we're seeing in health coaching is that we're kind of going more of a standardized approach right now, which is great in many ways because we're looking to kind of up-level the career. But when we go down this standardized route, what we're doing is we're saying we're going to apply the same information to everybody. We're going to apply the same approach to everyone. And I truly do not believe that that philosophy. What I believe is that every person is an individual. And what works for you, Rachel, is not the same thing that works for me. And so we have to be flexible and we have to have these tools that allow us to look at each person as a unique individual and help them really design their own wellness journey. Mm -hmm. um, I could say more, but that's really, to me, a lot about what holistic wellness is about and why it's a little bit different. Okay. What are a maybe like one or two of your favorite pieces of that 360 wheel and what are some tools out of there? Because a lot of people that listen to this podcast, they're they're looking for health information. Like, how can I apply some things to my life? So what are some tidbits that you can share there? Yes, I love that question. I'm going to share with you a couple of philosophies that kind of are part of the framework of Wellness 360. The first philosophy is transformation, not information. Hmm. So we all have tons of information at our fingertips today right? You might have a health challenge and you go on Google and you're going to find tons of information and it actually could be very helpful, right? Like if you think back, you know, 50 years ago or whatever, like we didn't have that level of access. We did, couldn't empower ourselves in that way. So that's pretty amazing. Yet here's the interesting thing. With all the information at our fingertips, we aren't necessarily any healthier or happier, right? And so we really focus on transformation, not information through the Wellness 360 framework. The point is, is that you can have all the information in the world, but you have to be willing to kind of be on the journey and go through the transformation. And it's kind of just happens step by step. And you can't necessarily just take all the information and just say, oh, I'm going to change, right? Because people do that. They'll They'll find one thing and it works for a while and then it stops working. So it's really understanding that a holistic approach is something that's going to evolve over your entire life. You're going to change. What you're doing now is probably not what you're going to be doing in 10 years. So transformation, not information. My other favorite philosophy is be the guide, not the guru. And um, this is really a big part of holistic wellness coaching in our community. And the reason is, is that there's a lot of gurus out there. Uh, a lot of people who want to tell you what to do. And guess what? They may have some really great information. Again, information. But holistic wellness coaching is about 
empowering yourself and empowering others to really be their own guru. Mm -hmm. Because if we just listen to all the other voices out there, we're probably going to miss something. We're probably going to miss what our own inner wisdom and body is actually telling us is right for us. And no amount of information, reading, gurus, science is going to be able to tell us that. There's a certain level, yes, of testing, nutritional testing, all these things we can do. But there's also a mystery that still exists in our human bodies and in our in our lives. And that mystery is really kind of something that we have to unravel. And so what I love about being the guide, not the guru, though, is that you get to combine all the information, but you get to bring it back to yourself and say, okay, what's really, what's really working here? What's really right for me? Um, and so you ask, like, what are some of my favorite pieces? Those are kind of like the two big philosophies, I think, that like are part of the framework. Um, and then within our Wellness 360 wheel, we have these three different layers. We have the external uh, layer and then the internal layer and then what I call the symbolic layer. And my favorite is the symbolic layer because it's kind of like the spiritual layer. And it's really about whatever's happening in your life. You can look at it at the physical layer. Uh, what's going on here, right? Um, with, let's say, food. You can you look at just at food and you're like, okay, I can talk about what I eat. And then on the internal layer, it's like, okay, what's happening with food inside my body? But then food actually has a much bigger sort of energetic layer too. Like, how is this actually impacting me energetically? And so that's just an example of how you could apply one of the elements and kind of consider all the different ways that just one little thing could impact a person. Mm -hmm. I like those. That's, that's a really cool, all the philosophies and everything. I love it. Is there anything really big that you came here today with that you wanted to share that we didn't touch on? You know, the only thing I would say um, is I think sometimes people think, okay, once I find my passion, does it all work out? And it's like, okay, well, what does working out mean, right? Does working out mean that it's just like perfectly smooth sailing from here? You know what? The journey has ups and downs, but it's about being willing to be on the journey. And I think for people who are stuck right now in any way, especially if you're really stuck in your career and you you don't have that passion, it can be really hard. Like I really get that. Um We've designed something special for people to kind of get started on the journey. So even if you're not like, oh, I want to become a coach or I'm really interested in holistic wellness coaching, but I'm really at this point, really just kind of trying to figure out what to do next with my career. Um, we've created the career superpower quiz. And this is just a really fun way to help people to start to get into that alignment with their career and their passion and the purpose and hopefully end any burnout that they're facing right now. But what it also does is, is it shows you how to operate from your strengths and your talents. And you can apply it not just to your career, but you can apply it to your health. You can apply it to your life. And you're going to get your own kind of custom profile when you take this quiz. Um, and I'll just share the, the link to that. It's the superpowergift.com. So I'd invite anybody who's really just curious about getting on that path to really knowing themselves better and really wanting to follow their passion and purpose to take the superpowergift.com um, quiz. Okay. Awesome. We'll put that link in the show notes. And final question is if you could leave our listeners with one tip that they could implement this week to start helping them live a healthier, happier life, what would that be? I would say, first of all, start taking excellent care of yourself right now and just really honoring yourself and, and pausing and doing whatever you need to do 
to care for yourself because I think so much of our lives are about giving to others and caring for others and putting others first. And that's really great, right? There's a level of service we want to give, but we also want to receive and we have to create this balance between giving and receiving to really feel grounded and centered in our lives and to have that clarity. So I would say whatever's going on in your health, if you're facing health challenges, you're facing life challenges, if you're having relationship struggles, or you're facing that career burnout, give that time to yourself. Because when you do, not only do you help with the immediate stress, but that's when the clarity starts coming. That's where you get to create that reevaluation moment and start making new decisions from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then do you want to go ahead and share where people can find you or reach out to you, uh, work in your program or anything else you want to share? Well, sure. I mean, I shared superpowergift.com for the um, superpower quiz. That's a great first step for everybody. But for those of you who are listening, you're like, oh, wow, I really want to hear more about holistic wellness coaching, or that might be something I'm interested in. You can visit our website at iawpwellnesscoach.com. Lots of resources for you there. Uh, You can get a complimentary career kit and check out um, different stories of people who have been on this path of living well and dreaming big. And um, you'll also find our podcast there so you can tune in and listen on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on on the show, Suzanne. Rachel, this has been awesome. So excited for what you're up to. And thanks for having me here today. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And before I go, I do want to remind you that I am currently taking one-on-one clients from anywhere in the world. I work online with people all over and we do that by doing Zoom calls for our sessions and I ship out functional lab testing straight to your door. You do the testing in the comfort of your own home, ship it out, and then I get the results so that I can investigate what the root cause is to your health problems. I've helped many people put their autoimmune diseases into remission like alopecia areata, EOE, rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's, and I've helped so many people struggling with mystery symptoms get their health back. And a lot of times I'll find things like hidden gut infections like Giardia, H. pylori, maybe we find some Candida overgrowth, mold has been coming up a lot on people's tests recently, nutrient deficiencies, hormone imbalances. These are all things that are triggers for your symptoms and diseases that conventional doctors are missing. So if you're ready to actually figure out why you're struggling with an autoimmune disease, or if you don't even know what you have yet, you just have these mystery symptoms that you can't seem to get a diagnosis for, and you want to heal your body through diet and lifestyle changes, then book a free health consultation with me so that we can get your health back on track. You can go to the show notes and book the call there, or you can go to naturalhealthrising.com, or you can even head over to my Instagram and you can chat with me, go into my DMs, send me a message. I reply to everybody in there. You can sign up for a consultation on my Instagram as well. So if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a comment, rating, or share it with a friend who needs to hear this information. Comments and ratings really help this show so that more people will listen and I can continue to help people level up their health and entire life holistically. Thanks for listening and keep striving to become your healthiest, happiest self.